0: I often go back and sometimes wonder what would it have been like if I would have taken that other path.
1: Welcome to Backseat Driver, the podcast hosted by two practicing psychotherapists where we boil down years of experience with clients young and old to teach you how to do the what to do to improve your life and relationships.
0: I'm Mark Yamada, clinical psychologist in Seattle
1: and I'm Nikki Bennett, licensed clinical social worker in Salt Lake City.
0: Something that I've been thinking about, and, and this actually ties into it with some of our other discussions as well as just things that seem to be coming up so much with people I'm working with, is how to make a good decision and what makes decision-making, well, what makes it effective, but what, what makes it so hard? And one of the things that I think keeps coming up is the toughest decisions are the ones where there's so many good choices yeah, and there just isn't enough space to carry it all. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I've certainly run into that and I've run into that a lot with people that I'm working with too, where this sense of loss or it's so hard to make a decision because once you make a decision, you have to let something go. Mm-hmm. And I think that came up in our conversation uh, the other uh, week you know, with with Anna about, you know, you got to let go of good stuff to hang on to something that you deem to be better or more needed in the moment. And you can't, you know, it's almost like you got, well, I wish I sometimes had a second set of arms that I could just attach <laughs> yeah. So then like an attachment and you have four arms uh, to to carry everything. But I, I've often found that I have to let stuff go. And that hasn't been easy because I often go back and sometimes wonder what would it have been like if I would have taken that other path. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that periodically crosses my mind, it used to actually cross my mind a lot more when I was early in my profession as a psychologist, and it's really tough. You know how it is to start a practice and get things rolling. And when it got really tough, that's often when I noticed that I start to rethink or look back on decisions when things get really tough. So oh, of course, one of the things that <clears throat> I periodically, more often back then, was when things were really tough. I I often questioned: Did I even take? Did I make the right choice? Did I take the right path? Is this really what I should be doing? Because what prior to going to grad school for psychology, I had always been on a track that I thought I'd go into medical school. Although for a while, when I was in middle school, I thought I'd be a dentist. And there's a funny long story behind that, but. But I often wondered what would what would have happened if I would have taken that other path and gone to medical school. In fact, I went so far as to take the MCAT, and I scored fine, and I was about to apply. And that's when myself and my wife had a conversation of decision making and what is truly best for me or best for us. And it was really hard to make the decision that I wasn't going to go and I was going to do graduate school instead. And all the things that I had thought of and dreamed of and kind of lived the life already in my head up to that point of what life was going to be or supposed to be, I had to let all that go. And that was tough because I knew that my parents would really wonder why I was doing that or why I wouldn't continue on that. But I had to make that decision. And and eventually, after I did, I I was really happy that I did. So many great things have happened from that path. But I do still, Nikki, I do still periodically reflect back on what would have happened if I would have taken that path. And I don't look at it as much now as a loss. But I used to in big Mm -hmm. decisions. It always felt like i I was losing something and trying to make decisions by not looking at as look not looking at it as a loss. That was an acquired skill for me, and I still don't always get it down very well
1: it feels like you you do always have to lose something, but you have to make a decision to know if you're on the right track or not a lot of times like when I went to undergrad uh-huh. or grad school or even when I was dating Ben, I was dating someone else, and they were both great guys well. I didn't know which one I wanted until I made a decision and went towards it. And sometimes you go towards it and it's like, yeah, this was the right thing. And sometimes you go towards yeah. it and you go, oh, no, nope, actually you turn like when I did the wellness center, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And other times you exactly, you make those decisions. And at the time you make them, of course, you only have the thinking and the experiences and all the whatever is available to you when you make the decision at that time. But there comes a moment where you got to launch and you got to take down that path. Yeah, And then when you're committed to it, you put all your heart, might, mind and strength and everything into building that path to making it uh, hopefully to what the hope is or what you want it to be. So many things, though, you can't fully predict yeah. from the beginning and other things you can't even predict because they don't even happen or surprises, uh, good or bad they don't even happen until something else goes on totally yeah kind of this developmental process that you won't actually know even though i want to know know, (laughs) where where i'm going to go from a to b to c to d a lot of times you won't actually know where you're going to go from point b until you're actually at point b
1: exactly
0: yeah and, and that's what i think is difficult is it's Human nature, I think my own always kind of wants to know how it's going to turn out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> even though I, even though I teach it, that. Yeah.
1: Sometimes <laughs> we try to make it a right or a wrong when it's not even a right or wrong. It's just two good choices and pick one. Change is always a difficult and painful process, even when it's the best of things. And Mark, you have some news to share with our listeners today.
0: Yeah. I've very much been wrestling with a decision about the podcast, I have greatly enjoyed and uh, have had some wonderful experiences getting to know people who we've interviewed and certainly another way of relating with you, Nikki. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as decision making goes, yeah, I've been wrestling with the decision of and have come to the decision that I'm going to leave the podcast and It was a really tough decision that I've been wrestling with because I very much enjoy it. But there are some other things that I have always wanted to do. And I'm realizing from the guests that we have interviewed that I myself want to use and apply to my own life the things that we're learning and sharing with our guests and hopefully that You listeners out there are learning from the things that we've shared on our podcast. And I have had a long time dream of taking the years of experience that I've had and compiling them into a book of clinical vignettes and things that I have gathered and gained along the way. Some of them are stories and things that I have learned that I have found very helpful that I would would like to put it together into a a written form. And I'm finding that with the various things that I'm involved in, I can't carry them all. And that's really one of the tough things is, I love everything that I do, but I just can't do it all. And this is one of them that has been continually pushed onto the back burner. And I actually wanna bring it forward now. And there's also a part of this that, to share with you listeners there that it's something that I've wanted to do uh, to share with my parents. I wanted them to more deeply understand what I do and how I do it. The whole world of psychology and psychotherapy for my parents has been somewhat of a mystery. So this is a way that I think I can introduce them into a deeper view of who I've become because of them. And what I now do in a way that I hope that they'll be able to see and understand that more clearly. And they're getting up in years. And so I'd really like to get this going so that I can share this with them uh, while there's still time. And again, with, uh, it, 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 it's hard not to feel sad. I do feel sad about this tough decision. But all things considered, I feel like this is the path that I need to take at this time. And I am uh, so delighted that I have been able to do the podcast with you, Nikki. In fact, the launch of this—this this was your, this was your idea—and when you brought that up, you know, the first thing I thought was, "Whoa, wow! I didn't think of that. <laughs> I want to do it." And so I jumped onto it, and and for a, a season, I kind of let go of a bunch of other stuff and that that's kind of how this all started but after being through a number of episodes I realized that there's some other things that I just felt were still calling me that I wanted to attend to and well there you go there's my tough decision when things Mm -hmm. are good how do you decide because you can't do both or all three or all four or all ten I wish I could
1: were there a couple of episodes that stood out to you that really helped you find clarity or experiences, maybe personal experiences? or
0: Yeah, they all did to some degree. But I think the one that really affected me the most and gave me that final, kind of that inner confirmation of determination that I realized, okay, I need to make a decision and move to action on it, was our episode on essentialism where Anna was our guest. And even as we were interviewing Anna, Nikki, it was, I was really starting to feel like there was a huge message in there for me that I needed to listen and apply these concepts in the same way that we were advocating our listeners to do that. And that's really the biggest thing that happened for me was when we had that episode it just brought me to the point of, Hey, Mark, you got to make a decision here and you, you have enough information to make a decision for yourself. And so that's where, that's where it took us or took me.
1: Well, Mark, it's been just such a pleasure and an honor to learn with you and from you for the last several months. And I'm just grateful. I, I know that I never would have started this process were it not for you. So you gave me the boost and and the confidence and the experience and I'm grateful for it
0: <laughs> oh you are you are so welcome and uh, whatever is in your path ahead uh, i have never doubted and absolutely uh, expect that things are going to continue to go in a wonderful direction for you you have that natural ability and talent and it'll be very I look forward with great eagerness to see how things go for you as you go forward. And I hope that you continue to do that, that that, that you have that in you. Perhaps it's another leg of a journey that ties in with uh, some things that you were doing on your India trip. That this may be another phase of something like that. And you listeners out there, if you haven't heard Nikki's story about her India trip, uh, you got to go listen to that. You'll get you'll get a ton out of that. And I've always admired and uh, just reflect back on how you have uh, been brave, how you have encountered fears and worries, and you've conquered things. And I think that that's one of the things I admire most about you is that. When things get tough, you don't give up, and you find a way. It's not always clear what that way is going to be. But I've never seen you ever decide that you're going to just give up on something. I think there are times that we all face where you'll sometimes doubt yourself and go, I can't do this. But the reality is we all can. It's just that we have to make tough decisions to face our fears and worries. And I'm facing one of them right now. And that is the fear and worry of some of the unknown for me. But also, kind of on a more personal note, the fear and worry about my decision requiring uh, changes for you and Ben. Or sometimes I guess I just refer to that as the fear of hurting somebody else's feelings or disrupting their path that they were on that was going well.
1: Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's kind of the domino effect. And I will say, yeah, I'm reminded in this conversation of a similar conversation we had and you probably don't remember this, but I remember exactly where I was. I was in my Maple Valley house. I was in the hallway and I was putting things in the linen closet Uh huh. And it was our first breakup when I was seeing you regularly for therapy. And I remember you saying, Nikki, you've earned your wings. You're ready to fly the nest now. You're ready to do this on your own. And I was, and I felt that I was ready, but there was still a loss and a sadness and a fear. And then once I did it, it was like, oh, okay, I do have my wings. And Uh so I'm reminded of that as, as we have this conversation. And I'm also excited to read your book. And I hope that you will come back and be a guest on the, on the podcast. When you oh, release your, your first book.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when when I have that ready, absolutely. Invite me back and I'll be happy to, to share those things. Uh, yes, absolutely. This concept, I think, of earning your wings. That maybe in some ways I could look at that for myself. That I'm earning or developing... Another set of wings for me. And you are too for you. And when you got wings, you got to use them. You got to use them. And I think that's where it sometimes becomes scary, where you think about what must it be like for a bird who takes its first flight? That's got to be scary. As it was for you when when you uh, went off on your own.
1: Exactly. I read a book yesterday. It was uh-huh. the true story of Humpty Dumpty or something like that. And it mm-hmm. it talked about how he fell off the wall and he was put together by the king's horses and the king's men. And, and he was put together with tape and glue and he was embarrassed of the way he looked. Well, he built this bird and uh-huh. he decided he was going to try to fly. And, and he was terrified of heights after he fell. But he uh-huh. took the ladder just one rung at a time, just shakily making his way up the ladder. I can do this just looking one step at a time, got to the top, and he flew. And that's what it reminds me of. It is always scary, you know, to get our our bearing. But once we do, we can mm-hmm. we can really soar. Yeah. Parting words of wisdom for our listeners that you want to leave them with?
0: Never give up and always... Smile more than frown, look up more than down, and look at this life as that you have this opportunity we all do, and try to look at it as you can't fail this life. If you set your mind on learning and growing from experience, there's nothing that could pre- prevent you from learning from experience. You you can't not do that. It just happens in a way. I think you can look at it, I do, as a type of a gift that uh, everything here can be used to learn from. And if you have that type of an approach, including things like we're talking about today about tough decision-making, it can enrich your life. It can bring you knowledge and experience. And you can, you really can look at Your life is something that really you can't fail as long as you keep trying and doing your best. You know, sometimes you can get self critical, but do what you can to silence that inner critical voice and make a decision that you can. You can actually decide to think better of yourself, to think better of others, and attitude. Attitude is actually something you can decide what you want it to be. Yeah. And if you do that, you really do take charge of your life. And you really can't fail, even though there may be painful experiences and things that don't work out. But you don't have to look at that as failure of your life.
1: Exactly. How would our listeners get in touch with you? To learn more you know, about the work you're doing,
0: <laughs> well, I don't have any place where I'm showing the progress on it right now, but that that'll come as as it develops. Uh, but you can always reach me through my website, and it's my name, Masaki M Yamada, And uh, any inquiries, I, I I can answer through there. Other ways. Our listeners, uh, Nikki and Ben, uh, I love them. They're deep friends. We'll always be in touch, so you can always track me down, too, if somehow you aren't able to get through to me. You can always find me through Nikki or Ben.
1: Mm -hmm. And, of course, your Instagram page, which is? Mm
0: -hmm. What's your
1: handle? At Dr. Masaki Yamada? Is that what it is?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so follow there and... uh, I appreciate your comments, ideas, uh, questions you have. When I do get a moment, I do really look through people's questions. They're hard to keep up with to answer them all. But I am hoping, too, that as I put this book together of clinical experience and life experience and stories, that a lot of those questions will have an answer because you may be surprised that somebody else may have asked that.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And so there may be an answer that you might be able to relate to. So that, folks, is what is in the works right now.
1: Do you have a title for your book yet? Mark?
0: Not yet. Not yet. Okay. okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to it. I would like a signed copy oh, I'll pay for it, of course. I'll but I bring like it Antarctica. to you
0: in person. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that sounds fantastic. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mark, for everything. It's been really fun.
0: Oh, thank you, and uh, love you with all my heart. You're gonna miss yeah. me, you know. I, I always will miss you. <laughs> I miss you. I miss you every day.
1: That <laughs> oh, you do. I'm like, what about Bob? I'm a, uh, I'm Bob, and you're Dr. Leo Marvin. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> it's never hard to break up, and I always will love you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's never hard. You meant to say it's always hard. Oh, <laughs> that was a Freudian slip.
0: Did I say kidding. it's never hard? I you thought you said I it's said...
1: never hard.
0: <laughs> oh man, I guess I meant it's never easy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is Nikki. Thanks for listening today. I wanted to let you know that even though Mark has left the co-pilot seat, I'm committed to continuing to produce quality content for your listening pleasure. I already have a couple of fantastic shows lined up in the queue for you in the next couple of weeks. In the meantime, if you have ideas, suggestions, questions, or if you'd like to even be a guest on our show, you can email me at podcastbackseatdriver at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at backseatdriverpodcast. In the meantime, remember that our greatest struggles often become our greatest strengths. From the backseat of the car, I'm here to help you navigate the twists and turns of life. Be well. Thank you for listening and please rate and review our podcast if you have a chance and share it with a friend.
0: And that's it for another backseat driver. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with a friend.
1: We'd really appreciate it if you'd take a minute to rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.